0: Welcome back to the DJ's Aviation Podcast. Thank you so, so much for the support on the past two podcasts. Um, I'm not going to lie, they're not exactly coming from the best circumstances, given the fact it has a lot to do with being stranded, flight cancellations, and so forth. But you seem to enjoy that sort of conversation. You seem to enjoy my struggles. I know that's not the case, but um, thank you very much for listening into those two. Um, it is greatly appreciated. But today, you might be thinking to yourself, "Why on Earth, has this been published on a Monday. That's because today marks six years of my YouTube channel. I say today, but this has actually been recorded a day prior on Sunday, the 18th of July. But Monday, the 19th of July is my six year anniversary on YouTube. Now that's not DJ's Transport, the new channel. That is the main channel, DJ's Aviation. I started the channel on the 19th, uh, July the 19th, pardon me, 2015, when I was actually only 14, freshly 14 years of age. Quite incredible to say that that was six years ago and I'm still making content. I did not expect when I sort of began the channel to be still going now. It was just sort of a thing of to have fun with, which it always has been, don't get me wrong, um, but definitely priorities changed. And at the start, it was it was just a fun thing to do in my sort of few hours that I had when I finished school. But six years later, we still stand. It's my full-time job. I'm still uploading content pretty much every single day. And uh, we have a huge, huge community. I mean, the perfect example of that is on the Discord server where this is currently being live-streamed. Live-streamed, I don't know the right terminology, but it's basically being recorded live for people to listen in. And that's a great example. The people that continue to tune into videos and and the people you meet along the way. This podcast I wanted to do was sort of a celebratory way. I was thinking of like, how was I going to celebrate six years? Was I just going to do a simple post? Um, I didn't really want to do an own video. I feel like that's maybe... Not necessarily needed, but hey, the podcast is just a great way for me to... It's basically a diary, which is something I wanted to briefly touch on. Um, I've received a lot of support with regards to my two recent podcasts where I've sort of gone into the difficulties being an Australian right now. Also, however, pardon me, I've also received a lot of naivety when it comes to emails and a lot of um, people that just don't understand the situation. I just want to reiterate this podcast is my own. It's no one else's. Um, that seem as a shock. There's a reason why there are no special guests on this podcast, because it's mine. And it allows me to be a little bit more personal and private for the people that choose to listen. That means that the experiences are my own. They're not other people's. Um, so naturally, I'm coming from a different perspective to you. So I guess that's all I can say is... Um, if you're going to email, feel free to share your thoughts, but please don't start sending me emails trying to tell me how to live my life um, because I have that under control. And yeah, I just wanted to briefly touch on that because I've got some people that are over-analyzing basically everything I say in these podcasts. I'm not going to lie. These podcasts are not scripted. They're just me free flowing. If I get something wrong, I get something wrong, but they're a podcast for a reason and it's not a YouTube video. It's just something you can listen into for 40 minutes a week and just listen to someone talking because that's personally I love consuming podcasts oddly enough when I go to sleep but you know they're not here to be over analyzed if you want to analyze something you can go ahead and analyze the videos but these podcasts are just a bit of fun and honestly 80% of the reason I do podcasts are actually for myself to create my own little diary and create a uh, a backlog of my life in a sense of If something happened as an example my flight was cancelled in two years time I can go back and yeah I know people hate listening to themselves but I could go back and listen to me like damn that was two years ago where am I now and so forth or maybe I I discussed a movie review and that movie's two years old and the sequels come out do you know what I mean so I love people that come to listen but I'm not too fussed on how many people listen it's just it's just a fun thing for me to do Back to what I was saying though, I wanted to do this podcast as a way to celebrate six years and go through my YouTube journey. Um, So let's just begin with basically how it started off. I started the YouTube channel in 2015. However, I'd argue um, a couple of months prior, I was looking at starting something up aviation related. And a lot of people always ask, why did you start a YouTube channel? What was the reasoning behind it? And some people have different motives. I know a lot of people, I feel like nowadays, a lot of people start for, for like the monetary value and maybe create because they want to make money that's just how social media has evolved that being said the way you make money now on YouTube's different in the sense if you need to surpass 1000 subscribers and like 4000 hours watch time before you can earn anything but a lot of people will go ahead and maybe not have the most authentic way of coming into the content scene they'll they'll look to profit as quickly as possible rather than say enjoying their content creation um, so I started in 2015, basically because I was bored. It was actually a suggestion from my mum. So thank you very much to my mum for suggesting this. She, uh, so if anyone that hasn't known my aviation passion has gone far longer than the past six years of YouTube. In fact, I first got into aviation when I was about three or four years of age, just thanks to local trips down to the airport. And slowly but surely, it sort of it sort of grew, and um, the passion changed and different angles from plane spotting to i enjoyed reading about i had my airliners magazine i've had my av. i've had my fair share of collecting those aviation magazines every single week um, or every single month pardon me i i still not with me now but back in australia i will still have those magazine collections i've still got the poster of the airbus a380 all the orders um, i've still got posters of the 747 special liveries and the operators and and all that jazz so really i'm just an aviation enthusiast at heart but um, I quickly moved from taking pictures of planes with my little point and shoot camera to taking videos on a, it, what was it? Was it a, it was a Pentax power shoot, similar to your Canon power shoot cameras. And that's where I was taking my videos. The video quality was absolutely tragic. If you do want to see some videos with it, I highly encourage you to go onto my YouTube channel and go videos and then just look for the, I think it's the oldest to newest and you'll be able to see. As an example, I will actually do that right now on my channel. Um, we can see we've got a Malaysia Airlines A380 landing. That was my first video, and then we've got stuff like a couple plane spotting videos, autofocus failing, my first close-up contrail spotting. The quality was not great. However, I eventually upgraded to a handy cam, and even then, I, I was I was never that good at videoing planes. But the, the whole point of it was when I went out to the airport and I took videos of planes. I just wanted to upload them somewhere. Because I felt as if... And this was the, this was literally what my mum said to me. She said, you take the videos, but what do you want to do with them? You know, do you want to... As, as as an example, people that may take pictures, put them on Instagram or Flickr or Twitter. But with videos, I didn't really put... I sort of took a recording of it and then stopped. And she's also like, oh, well, that's a way you could maybe talk to people and, and meet, make friends and so forth. Because um, I've never had the best run at making friends. So it was the sort of thing of a of a new community I could dive into. So that's what I did. I went. The first one was, like I said, the Malaysia Airlines A380 that had the Real Madrid football team coming in to um, Melbourne for like the International Champions Cup. A couple. So that was a huge arrival, and I remember. I still to this day remember going out there um, with my parents, and we got some food on the way there, and then I took the video and then uploaded it to YouTube. Um, and then from there, I just continued to sort of upload, and and it was fun. I enjoy. I met people. I made friends. I had the regular people that were in the comment section for every single video. I started finding channels that I was really enjoying, which I'm still subscribed to to this day. Just the unfortunate reality is I started six years ago, which means that a lot of the channels I previously subscribed to have stopped uploading and, you know, moved on with their lives. Just like just like me, but I'm still here. But you know, I started when I was fourteen. If you imagine that there may have been other people at fifteen or sixteen, they may have full time jobs now. YouTube's not priority if it's just a hobby thing. Um, and I just had a lot of fun uploading. I'm scrolling through my channel and it was just a lot of plane spotting. Um, there was the odd video where I, well, I did my 100 subscriber uh, special. A couple of, I think it was maybe like 15 videos after. So that was my first 100 subscribers, which I remember was so, so cool. That was the first aviation music video I did that would later become a popular thing on my channel. Um, I wouldn't say it was the most popular in a sense of views, but a lot of people came to my channel for that. I loved editing those those aviation music videos or short films. Um, and I would usually do them for each milestone. Whether the, And back in the day, it was literally 100. Every 100 subscribers, I would do a special. Um, and then sort of the content switched just a little bit. I started collecting model aircraft. That was a new avenue that I moved into. Specifically, I had a model airport. A lot of people watch the... Well, I'd argue that not everyone listening to this, but if you were watching the channel... Before 2017, 2018, you may recall I had a, well, maybe actually before 2018, you may recall I had a model airport, um, it was a very popular series on the channel, in fact, there's some videos if you want to have a laugh at me where my voice is so squeaky, I've privated one of them but a couple are still up in model reviews and I'm so, so not confident with speaking. All you need to do, I think, if you were interested, you can type in Gemini Jets 1400 Etihad 7879 unboxing and review. And uh, it's from five years ago. It has 4,800 uh, views. Or well, 4,800, what am I saying? 4,800 views. And you can sort of see how nervous I am. I have provided a few videos, which maybe I'll make unlisted, and they're even older videos when it comes to model airports. And and I'm just like, hey, welcome to DJ's Aviation. This is a new model airport. <laughs> Um, so a lot has changed in that regard, especially if you were to say, watch my most recent video. And then as an example, look at this model airport uh, video, big, big difference. But yeah, like I said, I sort of was adjusting the content. It became not just plane spotting, but also there was the model airport element and I was buying some models and, uh, developing my model airport. My model airport at the time was the Gemini Jets set. If you haven't seen that, you once again can just like look up Gemini Jets model airport. It's basically a pre-made terminal and a pre-made mat that you glue onto something. For me personally, I just glued it onto like a PDF board uh, and then we s- sat that board up on like a table and stuck it down. Uh, it, it's quite expensive and I'd argue that it's a great place to start off with, but if you're really serious about collecting you'll um, look at making your own model airport, whether that be painting or uh, gluing things down yourself. That is personally what I eventually went into after While of having my own Gemini Jets Airport also with the Gemini Jets Airport, there's not that many gates So as your collection of model aircraft grows for the size and space it takes up You could sort of make your own design, which is something I did. I made my own design that model airport process to make my New one which was homemade was very very lengthy. It actually took two or three goes the first two being complete Complete shambles. In fact, I had to redo the entire thing Uh, whether that be repainting it, because I remember originally when I did the painting of the board, the paint that I was recommended didn't actually work and the wheels of the model aircraft stuck to the paint, which is a huge issue because then it brings up the paint onto the wheels of the models and damages them. So we had to rip all that off and do a bunch of sanding and then reapply paint. Thankfully, that time it worked, but this is a huge process. I remember it took me months and months and months to finalize the actual You know the dimensions of the board and and how i was going to fit the gates in and what gates i wanted i was using aircraft that i already had like the a380 to space the gates out i had to make an adequate taxiway and runway like i said if you want to go and watch these videos they do exist still on the channel you can see when i started my model airport to when i got rid of the gemini jets one to when i started my own pre-made homemade one and to when i stopped doing it and that was a very, very popular thing on the channel. Um, I would At that point, I was barely making anything from YouTube, so I think I would buy, like, one model every three months, and that was sort of my reward, if you will. Uh, like, I think any 14-, 15-year-old that didn't have a... Excuse the sirens outside. They didn't have, like, a proper job. Um, yeah. I've had—I won't go into it—but I had my fair share of difficulties when it came to having jobs. I aced every single interview. I've ever, fun fact: every single job interview I've had, I've gotten. Like I've subsequently gotten the job. Um, but after that is sort of when the treatment goes a bit downhill. So, like I said, the model aircraft thing was a huge passion of mine until 2017, when they hiked the prices up. Uh, Models became tenfold more expensive. I'm not talking the ones on sale that are like your MD 11s or your older aircraft. I'm talking any new release. Anyone that's been collecting since 2015 will have known how much prices went up. Maybe people coming into the hobby nowadays will not, and they'll just take these prices for granted. However, the prices were actually a lot lower and increased like thirty dollars, and then this because was because of especially in Australia, the one shop that I previously bought from. they hiked their prices up because it was harder for them to get stock than if i tried to order online from let's say the aircraft model store in the uk you can imagine the shipping from the uk to australia or ez toys from america to australia pardon me it was it was a nightmare and i always get the question of why did you quit your model airport and that was one of the main reasons is because it was not just a justifiable to be paying a hundred dollars or eighty dollars for a new model um, i love model aircraft i still to this day think they look incredible But as you're coming into adulthood, it's one of those decisions where it's like, I love my model aircraft, but can I really be justifying paying this much money for a new model? And obviously it can be an addiction. You know, Buying all the new releases and buying the ones you love can be pretty addicting, believe it or not. So it was a lot of sort of control in that regard. And that was one of the key reasons. Another one of the reasons was going full-time on YouTube and needing more of an office space. And believe it or not, the model airport that I had, the homemade one, was so so big in fact it took up nearly three quarters of my room which meant I had nowhere to store say a bookshelf I had nowhere to have a desk to actually work it was just not practical it was maybe practical as a 12 or 13 year old but it's not practical as someone that was say turning 18 17 so that was that spelled the end of my model aircraft and model airport journey if you will during that part of the channel alongside plane spotting I also did model releases so whenever Gemini Jets released their monthly aircraft i would cover that in a video if you ever want to hear a monotone me who sounds really down in the dumps and sounds like he doesn't want to be doing it you can go and watch some model uh aircraft monthly releases on the channel they are still up i think they're still up uh they should be still up i'm just trying to have a look through my own uh content but i can't see any at the moment um i'm still trying to scroll for reference, I have my YouTube videos open on the right-hand side, monitor screen while I'm recording this podcast. You know what? I may have actually privated all the uh, those type of videos, but I could always just put them as public again. What What's the what's the problem in doing that? <laughs> None at all. Um, so yeah, it, that was a huge chapter in my YouTube channel alongside doing a how to build your own 1-400 scale model airport. That was also fun to do. I didn't finish that because subsequently I also packed up my airport, so I didn't end up finishing it. But that was a fun part of the YouTube channel. Alongside I was doing uh, many, many more um, plain spotting videos. I was trying to, I guess you could say, not increase the production, but take a lot more care when it came to uploading spotting videos. I was trying to pick the perfect thumbnail. I was trying to pick the perfect title. I was trying to just make sure, to me, everything looked perfect on my end. Um, and subsequently, that resulted in me getting pretty burnt out and hating what I was doing. Um, a couple of videos I did on the channel were like how to grow an aviation channel. I did how to edit and upload plane spotting videos. I also did how to create the perfect aviation thumbnail. Um, so I did some tutorial videos. There was a lot of experimentation in around 2016 and 2017 because I was trying to find something new for myself to do. I didn't want to feel like I was constantly bogged down which I was definitely starting to feel. So I was like, well, let me try new things. Let me try model unboxings. At that point, I was even starting to do live streams, just people looking at my model airport. And I was just chatting to like 20 people. And that was, you know, on top of that, that's when I started doing short films. There is a playlist on the channel. Those short films are still all there. You're more than welcome to go and watch them. Personally, they're some of my favorite videos. If I was to say, look back throughout the years, the aviation short films are some of my favorite Basically, you have a very nice instrumental filled with some plane spotting clips. I had a lot of fun editing those Alternatively, you can have a look at any of my subscriber milestones, whether it be a thousand two thousand three thousand ten thousand uh, And you'll be able to see sort of like an aviation music video. I don't really do them anymore So that's your best bet is to go and have a look back in the past um, Like I said the channel continued to develop I started doing some collaborations with other aviation youtubers for those music videos Uh, I was continuing to upload my plane spotting and my model airport. I quickly surpassed 1 million video views and I think about 3,000 subscribers. This was, was, we're now like two, three years into the channel. So I was having a lot of fun um, and really enjoying it all. And then I remember I hit 5,000 subscribers. And if I'm just looking at my channel now, it's funny because I can actually remember the exact video where I sort of lost it. And that is, let me just have a look, see. Um... Where was it? Oh, in fact, there is still one video up of the model aircraft releases. It It's absolutely loved by the masses with a whopping 54 likes and 17 dislikes. Incredible. That was when I was getting dislike bombed. But let me just find the exact video for you all because I'm sure you'll want to see this, but... Oh, where actually is it? Did I private it? I must have privated it. Okay, so on the... Let's get the date up. On the... 4th of November, 2017, I uploaded the future of the Qantas 787. This was the first time, to my knowledge, maybe it wasn't, maybe it was. I I could have sworn, no, hang on. Where is the main one? Yeah, so this was the first time I did a video where I talked, in a sense of it was like aviation news related. And the sole reason why I did this is because a lot of people don't know, but I was about to delete my channel. And I wish I was lying, but I was about to delete it. This was around 2017. I was so, so close to just deleting it and, you know, moving on because it was not, I wasn't enjoying it anymore. Um, I just wasn't. There was nothing about the YouTube channel and doing stuff online that I enjoyed. And still to this day, I will remain adamant that social media is incredibly tiring and is incredibly toxic. There are great moments to it, but it's incredibly toxic. And it's a very long process to learn how to deal with the toxicity in your own life so it doesn't affect you. After six years, I can comfortably say that I really don't care anymore. You know, it's just, it is what it is. I upload my videos and you know what? If it pisses people off, then so be it. You know, go and watch something else. Do you know what I mean? But that took six long, hard years. And I remember there were times where I was at breaking point and it was just like, I couldn't take it anymore. And I just wanted to delete the channel. And really, I was so unsure of what to do that that's when I decided to talk about the Qantas 787. I've always enjoyed talking to a microphone, even though it, it to an extent is quite scary at first which don't get me wrong it was but i always love the idea of, of talking you can probably listen to these podcasts and recognize that i love talking um and it's probably pretty annoying for some people uh but that's when i really switched the content up and i remember i started to talk about a few news developments like china southern as an example uh were leaving the sky team and i decided to discuss that Albeit those videos are terrible. I would not encourage you to go and have a look at them at all. But if you want to see the difference, you're more than welcome to. Those videos, I would literally try and look for the press release and just read out the press release. I'm going to hold my hand up completely and say that. They were terrible. Um, I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't even understand the process or the formula. Um, And then slowly but surely, I think with time and especially now, it's like I have a lot better understanding on everything and because like I've always said, I've always been interested in um, in aviation. It wasn't like I was just finding my feet similar to trains, which I have absolutely no idea. And I still to this day get crucified in emails and cr- comments, threats and so forth for messing something up with trains. That I'll admit is very discouraging. But regarding planes, I always had an idea about them. I always had a passion and understood them. So turning that into talking about them was pretty easy. It was just about I had no idea how to actually execute a video (laughs) because it was all very new to me. Now I've done what? 1,600 videos in the same format. I've pretty much got it down pat. I've got my hundreds of Google documents. I've got my hundreds of scripts. I've got my hundreds of fact sheets and and, and, like subscriptions to press releases from airlines. I have people that email me stuff. So I'm more grounded in that sense of understanding, but back in the day I wasn't. But for some reason, people enjoyed these videos. I say some reason, it's probably because I was the like the only one that was doing this sort of thing um it's now quite popular like it is quite you will see many 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 popular channels sort of doing aviation analysis aircraft analysis aviation news but once upon a time 3 years ago there was no one doing that except me which i guess is what like i was the only one that was doing it consistently rather than say once every 3 months and um so basically I was the only one doing it so everyone sort of came into my channel and and that is maybe when a lot of you listening may have found the channel or you will have found it through the news content. Definitely not the plane spotting because like I'll always say, plane spotting is very niche um, to an extent and you have to sort of title it perfectly and get the videos perfect and that just never happened for me. Um, But the aviation news stuff and analysis back in the day was very, very popular. As an example, I literally did a video on the A380 within the aviation industry. To this day, I, I still can't remember what I actually talked about. But that's got two hundred fifty thousand views, and at the time, two hundred fifty thousand views was nearly a year of my two years of my YouTube journey, and I got it in like one day. And from there, people seemed to be more interested. I did something on the future of the Boeing seven four seven eight. That nearly got a hundred thousand views. Do you know what I mean? Um, and I started to show, you, but surely like well, people really want to look at this sort of thing, you know. And I was mixing it still with plane spotting, and people people just kept watching it. I talked about the Boeing 797, 300,000 views. And I was so confused because like I said, these videos are, I'm pardon my French, but they're crap. Well, I was going to say something worse, but let's keep it clean. They're crap. And, and a lot of people will just be like, a lot of people will not say that about their own content, but that was crap. Literally every single video that I'm looking at three years ago is awful, like to the highest degree of awfulness. And you know what's funny? And a lot of people will be like, oh, how, how would you say that? My most popular videos, I hate. Like, every single video that has a lot of views, I cannot stand. And I can almost guarantee you that every video on my channel I've spent a lot of time on, no one watches. But these videos are so, so bad. You know, as an example, I'm just looking now. I've got, uh, is the A350 or A330 Neo better for airlines? That's a terrible video, and i got 156,000 views. I'm so ashamed of that to this day. And I'll have, to re- I'll have to remake it one day. But there's no thought. There's no logic. I don't understand what I'm saying do you know what I mean? It's a lot of reflection, but back in the day, I thought that was brilliant. <laughs> there's reflection as you get older, as as long as I was making these videos as well when I was like 16, 17. So there's a lot of reflection in that regard and looking back and, and being like, God, these are terrible. And I, I'm still going through my content um, and there's only a few that I'm actually like proud of. I definitely enjoyed taking a look at the past, present and future of certain certain airlines, but there were some analysis videos where I was just waffling, you know, and the growth of the channel was pretty rapid. I think every week we were getting like 2,000 subscribers. That does not happen anymore. But back in the day it was. And, you know, people were just constantly looking at the channel. And I, I was so caught up in it all that some of the videos, like I said, were just terrible. Again, that is self-reflection. I mean, I'm looking here and we've got like, could the proposed 710 x replace the A380? Almost a million views. That would never happen on the channel. No video now that I post will ever get a million views, let alone um, 100k it just won't happen. Um, you know, and this is a time where everything was sort of just doing really well and people were loving the analysis video. I did one on, is the A350 or 787 better for airlines? That was the first video, video on that sort of topic. Now there's like 750, but that got 1.5 million. And I hate that video. <laughs> I was still doing my model airport video. And in fact, I think the final model airport video I did was update number 26. Was it twenty six? Let me just double check because I think it was twenty six was the last video I did in lot model airport series, and that almost got eighty thousand views. So you can see that like, no, never mind. Twenty seven may have been the final one, and that got sixty thousand. So you can see they were a very, very popular series, but I just wasn't enjoying making them, and, and almost as if my content had switched. At that point, I hit thirty thousand subscribers, and like I said, the the growth from something like five thousand to a hundred thousand was absolutely rapid. Um. And then I got my plaque, and that, I remember that was something I always wanted. I'd always wanted a uh, a plaque, like the YouTube 100K plaque, and that I still have that to this day back in Australia. And um, it was it was it was so cool to finally receive that in my hands, and I'm very very grateful for that. I'm just having a look through my content. It was more of the same. Um, one of the one things I find really interesting is I've actually kept the same thumbnail format now since I started, which maybe makes the videos recognizable, if you will, and I I've haven't changed it. I know a lot of people through the years will change how their thumbnails look to make them look better and more high-end, but something I've always done is, is kept them exactly the same, and you might say, why? Well, I've always kept them the same because I like to think that people then can see that and recognize that it's my thumbnail. Then again, I know that it's probably better if you had your branding sl- slapped all over it, but I wanted to keep it as simple as possible, and I've sort of had it that way since you know, I began doing these videos. It's changed a little bit with fonts and maybe I've got a little bit better at like placement and so forth. Um, but for the most part, I've always kept it the same, which I'm pretty happy with. Um, I'm, I would love to have a better looking thumbnail, but at the end of the day, I'm content with what I have in that regard. And, and yeah, and I've always kept it the same. And I just continue to do these news videos and people really enjoyed um, watching them. I was covering uh, the 777X Wingtip, and, you know, if you want to have a look back in the, uh, the day, you'll see some topics which are really, really interesting. If you have a look now, three years later, I'm talking of like airlines ordering aircraft and now that airline is bust. Do you know what I mean? It's great to look back and see how the industry has developed and so forth. Even along the lines of um, American Airlines ruling out certain orders, Emirates preparing to launch a A350 and A330neo private jet. You know, we're seeing 787s grounding. You know, that is at the start of the Trent 1000 crisis. We're seeing the type being, you know, grounded. It's crazy. It's crazy to look back and see, you know, and <laughs> speak of it, I've just found a video from three years ago. Emirates being excited about the 777X program. Three years ago. You know, this is when the CEO is commenting on how excited they are for, um, you know, the 777X. And now in 2021 boy, oh boy, it is the complete opposite. They do not like that aircraft and they're not happy with how it's been tracking. But you see, a lot of things change um, as time moves forward. And I personally have loved seeing the development and so forth of that. If I go back to my list of what I wanted to talk about, um, by the end of 2018, my channel was doing well enough and I decided to go full-time. I have been going full-time therefore, since the end of 2018 Um, and it's been up and down. It's been rocky, but I have thoroughly enjoyed it. We have built an incredible community now at like what almost 310,000 that doesn't mean 310,000 people watch the videos and in fact almost like 70% of subscribers do not watch the videos but I'd say we have a pretty good community that I'm pretty pretty proud of I think we keep for the most part the people that genuinely are in the community I'm not talking about people that may just pass by but the core of the community I'd say we're very respectful and not toxic and are always open for a conversation and I think that's something that I've always tried to Try and control. Um, I'm not a fan of toxicity. That definitely went on a lot when I started YouTube. Um, For for the past three years, I've been heavily against that. And I've always been very adamant that I want to be a toxic-free environment where everyone's welcome. And, you know, that's not just down to me. That's down to everyone else in the community, to the people that are listening to this that have helped make it that. Do you know what I mean? Even to the sense of, I mean, it still happens. but And I've had to honestly, that's something I did. A couple days ago I've turned comments off on all videos covering incidents personally because yes I can I can control it to a certain extent but at the same time not really um, but I'd like to think for the people that are generally part of this community everyone is very respectful you know we don't speculate crashes we don't pretend to be experts we just love aviation for the most part I'd also argue that one of the good things about this community is we're able to have discussions about our favorite aircraft or the aircraft we like or problems with aircraft and have an educated discussion and you know what's funny it could you could be literally 13 years of age or you could be 21 or 25 or 15 and i think for the most part everyone's still able to have a conversation of why they think this aircraft is doing really well and someone may come in and say no i think this aircraft's not doing great and instead of attacking the person and I'm especially talking in the Discord server because that's the place I usually am, not so much YouTube comments. But people will then, you know, go about saying, oh, that's fair enough. That's a great point. What about this? They'll counter it and engage in a proper discussion. And that's just, that to me, that is great to see. Because like I've, I've said so many times, um, I am an aviation enthusiast. Therefore, I don't like Airbus or Boeing more than the other. But contrary to what everyone believes, because, <laughs> If you see passers-by, they'll love to, like, snatch onto the fact that, oh, this video is about Boeing? You hate Boeing. This video is about Airbus? You hate Airbus. To me, to this day, that makes me laugh because I don't control the news, contrary, again, to a, a lot of popular belief. But, you know, I didn't decide that the 737 MAX would have issues. I didn't decide that the A380 would suspend production. I know that that's very hard to believe, um, but I didn't have a say in that at all didn't one bit. So I just sort of say what's going on, but I think sometimes people not not our community I'd say passes by, get it twisted that, you know, I'm not just making up the stories for fun as in I'm saying, "Oh yeah, 737 Max is crap." <laughs> Do one, you know? Here's a video I made up about a huge cat. No. You know, the cancellation happened and I had no saying it. I'm just saying what went on, and I can't help it if an order is canceled. But like I said, people are very protective sometimes over the aircraft manufacturers they love. So if you say anything bad about it, in a sense of, even if it's news, like, like honestly, right, from a standpoint of watching, and this was something I always tried, well, probably from my early days when I started YouTube, and especially when it came to analysis videos, I went heavily into my opinion. And that's something I do not do. If you watch my videos, there's no opinion in it. Very rarely will I say, oh yeah, the 737 Max is crap, or yeah, the A320 Neo's engines are awful because they had problems. Death to the A320 Neo engines. Awful air... Cr- I don't say that. You know, sometimes I'll say along the lines of, oh, it, it makes sense. It's a decision which you could definitely understand, but I do not get into my own personal opinion because, you know, it's just not... It's way. It can get way too controversial, and that's something I've worked very, very hard on is to try not be biased. Um... But unfortunately, with how the internet is, if you cover something bad about an airline or aircraft manufacturer twice, it means that you then therefore hate them. (laughs) But, you know, from my standpoint over the years, definitely regarding if we're talking again about growth of the YouTube channel, I've tried very, very hard to um, remain not biased, not go into my opinions. I'd argue that the podcast is the closest thing you'll get to opinions, when I've discussed supersonic travel and like the 737 Max and, you know, even in the discord server, I'll openly criticize, but I will not do that in videos because the absolutely outroar, if you, if you try and speak your thoughts on that is, is too much for me personally to handle. And I don't want to have to have to deal with that. So I've always remained very much, you know, this is what happened. These are the comments that were made. The general consensus from people in the aviation industry and what I've seen on Twitter and even in the Discord server is a great way to gauge people's thoughts. I will then compile into like a little thing at the end, which I honestly should probably do more of. I definitely want to try and do that is then get maybe a group of people's thoughts and then say, well, this is what a lot of these people are saying and these are what other, you know, get some sort of reaction, but definitely not my own because it's too full on this day and age with social media and and so forth. Um, But the journey of the YouTube channel has been in insane and i think a lot of people will say oh well, what do you want and and it is annoying that you know the subscribers aren't going up high i don't really care um of course it'd be nice to have 7 million subscribers i think everyone would love that but i don't i don't care if we get like 5 subscribers a day which to be fair we do do sometimes um you know it's got nothing to do with that as someone who does this by himself like as a one man show on the main channel and second channel it's kind of i just like Anyone that comes and watches, type of thing, that's something that just means enough to me. Um, People will always say, Oh, well, would you, uh, what are the degrees that we can support you? I've had emails about that. It's like, How do I support you further? I'm like, You know, just watching the videos, that's that's support on its own. Just tuning in, even if it's once a week or passing by once a month, at the end of the day, that's still supporting the channel, you know. So I do appreciate everyone that uh, tunes into the videos six years on, and I'm sure there are people that are listening to this. Uh, or maybe not listen to this, but just view the channel that found me when I was had I had a hundred thousand, sorry, a hundred subscribers, and still watch to this day. There are people that may have found me in 2016. There are people that may have found me yesterday. But you know what? It doesn't really matter. It's just like the support is greatly appreciated, and the fact that we're six years on, and I'm still doing this, it's pff, mind blowing. Um, and it is greatly, greatly appreciated. Like I seriously can't put it into words um, because a lot of a lot of the things I'm able to do now whether it be having spent the past two years in London, would not be possible without people, you know, supporting the channel and so forth. And yeah, everyone says that, trust me, I know I see enough YouTube videos, I see enough people online to be like, oh, without you. And I know it's cringe to hear, I get that, but seriously, um, I, it really, really, really means a lot that in 2021, I started when I was fourteen years of age and in a couple of months well not in a couple, more like the end of the year I'm turning twenty-one years of age. So I started when I was fourteen, and by the end of this year I'll be twenty-one. That's a large chunk of my life that I've been doing this. Not necessarily always full time. But you know, a large chunk of my life has been this, this channel. All by myself building it up as a little passion project. That turned was a hobby, that turned into a passion project, that turned into something I could do full time for work. That's the best result anyone could ask for. And you know, this may end in 5 months. This may end in 2 months. Um and I'll be nothing but grateful for the people that tuned in, for the people that watched. If this goes on for another 6 years, well then incredible and I'll see you in 6 years in another podcast when I probably have a family and I'm settled down somewhere in a little house. But you know what I mean? If it doesn't, then it doesn't. And at the end of the day, when I'm 55 years of age and If YouTube is still a thing and I look back and see what I did, I can look back and be proud of what I achieved. You know, this is not something I want to do until I'm 60 years of age. I don't want to be doing this forever. It's a, it's a portion of my life. And you know, I'll be very, very grateful and very, very hopefully proud of myself. I am, I wouldn't say I'm proud now, but I think looking back when I'm done all this, I will be proud. You know what I mean? I'll look back and be like the community we built the friends that's another thing i want to take into account that over the six years while i've made friends one of the best things is people in our community have made friends with each other and still to this day communicate you know i've had people that met each other in 2018 and you know what hate me hate me to death but they're best friends and they're playing games with each other and you know that's all that matters because at the end of the day they use the community we created to make to to meet each other and You know, get along to this day that happens in the Discord server. People will go off and play games with each other, whether it be Roblox or or Minecraft or whatever it is. And that's just like, to me, that warms my heart. You know, because at the end of the day, it's like, it's cool I have a YouTube channel, but believe it or not, I am still a human being. Believe it or not, when I was 14, 15, 13, 16, I didn't have any friends at all. I was just someone that got bullied in school. So, I never had someone to communicate with. There was certainly not a Discord server, say I joined and, or whatever it may be, a community I joined where I could chat to people. And I feel like one of the best things about this is it's created places where people can communicate with each other. And if their life is awful, whether they've got troubles at home, um, whatever it may be, they feel like they can come into this community and it's a safe space where they can be themselves. Um, and I'm not even just talking about being themselves in a sense of being weird I'm talking about whether it's their sexuality or whatever it is or their gender maybe they're getting strife for that in real life but you know that's not going to happen in our community I personally won't tolerate or stand that and I don't think anyone that is truly a part of this community will tolerate that at all you know but it's a place where these people can come and feel safe and to me that that is the best feeling in the world and that to this day is something I'm proud of that we have that and the endless friendships that people have created and have gone on to blossom and then made new friends from meeting each other is is just brilliant. Um, Enough of the the sad stuff and the deep, meaningful stuff. I just want to say, ultimately, a thank you for six years because it's incredible (laughs) that we've been going this long. Um, A lot of people will say, like, what is the next six years for the YouTube channel look like? And me, that is a very, very difficult thing. At the moment, we have DJ's Transport, which has just launched well, I say just launched about a month and a half or two months ago. Um, That is moving steadily along. I still have my main channel. I'm still making content. Um, That's not changing. I'm still making my videos. Uh, I'm not really looking at changing anything. I'm not looking at bringing employees on. I I can't justify that, unfortunately. Um, Contrary to popular belief, I don't make 5 million per year, so it's not feasible to be bringing on employees, especially in a climate where a YouTube channel can shut down overnight and then you're responsible for your employees. So there's no plans for that. It's The plan is to still have it as a one-man show, um, unless you're counting me moving back where I had to get some people to write like one or two scripts and I paid them a little small fee. Um, but other than that, we're talking like everything else is still going to be me. Um, I'm looking at studying at university next year. Uh, so that's something I'll be looking at doing, which means video production may drop down to not every single day as that will become my new priority as I look to not move away from YouTube, but sort of start a new journey in my life. Um, Will I still be doing YouTube in six years? Maybe. Um, I don't know. Maybe I'll have another job and YouTube will be a side thing that I do. And maybe there'll be weekly updates or every three days, there'll be like an aviation news video. Or maybe uh, I'll only cover big breaking news stories like an order or something. Or maybe I will have stopped completely and that chapter will have closed. I can't say. Um, Of course, as more information comes to light about how time progresses, then I will be happily sharing that with you. Um, But wherever we are in six years, I'm sure I will somehow be still around. If I'm not doing YouTube, I'm sure we'll have, if it's a Discord server or some way that people can still keep up if you're interested. Um, I think that's one of the good things about these podcasts, the videos. People don't really, not that I'm just... Uh, I'm just someone that sort of reports news, and I'm content with that. You know, I don't... I've always been a very private person. I don't like people sort of butting into my private life. I think everyone can sort of say like that, unless you're a a vlogging YouTuber. So I'm fine with, on the YouTube side of things, you know, being that. But I think for the people that may be in the Discord server or listen to these podcasts, you sort of know me on a different level to the person that makes the three-minute video. You sort of understand more, whether that be this this podcast you know you would never hear this on the youtube channel you may hear at the start thanks for six years anyway this plane was ordered (laughs) so the podcasts are a lot more personal you probably have got to know me better on the discord server even on the twitter and for those people that care a little bit further in the sense of maybe they care about me as a person um i'm sure there'll be a way that like everyone will all keep in contact even if i stop doing this um I don't know where the world will take us. I don't know whether my YouTube channel will even be still getting a thousand views. (laughs) We'll have to wait and see, Uh, but we made it through the pandemic and that's something that's a positive. Well, it's still going, but we made it through the the heavy parts of the pandemic, even when nothing was going on and times are very, very tough. So we can only hope that things get a little bit better. We're, we're in 43 minutes now into the podcast and I was having a lot of my podcasts earlier and I've been averaging like 44 and 43 minutes. So I don't know how I've consistently kept it at that time. But hey, maybe I've got some sort of skill or spidey sense that when it hits like 43 minutes, I end up concluding it. Um, but once again, that's six years on YouTube, a bit of a look into all the things I did on the channel, uh, how it grew, how I changed my content up maybe even like backlash and you know 10 minutes of me being incredibly cringe saying thank you for six years uh i hope you enjoyed it this is not your regular podcast where it's like on on the week i don't know if there'll be one this weekend purely because you've had two in two days i've spoiled you um no but seriously i don't know if there'll be anything to talk about when it comes to next weekend so i don't want it to be like two minutes of like hey guys welcome to the podcast um yeah i went to the shop yesterday uh, anyway, thanks for listening. You know, I'd rather wait until something meaningful happens and it's enjoyable to listen to. So there may not be one this weekend, but hopefully the two in two days has made it somewhat, you know, better for you. Thank you very much from the bottom of my heart for six years on YouTube. It is greatly, greatly appreciated. It means a hell of a lot to me. You're all amazing. Um, hopefully we can make it six years. God, 12 years on YouTube. That is that is scary to think about. But hey, it's possible, hopefully, maybe. I don't know. We'll see what happens. God, the Discord server is going to be just people like parents. That's basically what it's going to be. Now it's all like teenagers and soon it's going to, well, we'll see with the age groups. We would not want everyone having, you know, kids at like 18 or 19. But hey, maybe in six years, maybe in 12 years, if it's still going, maybe then people will be, it'll be a Discord server of people with their, having kids and stuff. <laughs> we'll have to wait and see. Take care. Be safe. Restrictions are easing tomorrow here in the UK. Although I'm not gonna lie, I don't even know what is actually going to happen because it's mixed messaging like always. Wherever you may be, stay safe. Be careful. Um, thanks once again for the support. And I will see you in the next podcast or in the Discord server or in the next video, like I always say. Uh, but yeah, take care. Be safe. I'm going to put my fan on even higher now because I'm literally dying. It's 30 degrees. Um, I'm sorry about if there's been any background noise, but you know, I would probably pass out if I didn't have the fan on because it is so hot. Um, Who would have thought that an Australian understanding heat in the UK, something I never thought I'd be able to do. But yeah, it's quite hot. So I'm going to put the fan on, scull some water, space water. Yeah, I know how to pronounce it. Splash my face with some water as well and relax for my Sunday evening you'll be like, I'm listening to this on a Monday. Ignore it. <laughs> oh, sorry, I will relax for my Monday evening because it's being recorded on a Monday totally. Anyway, bye-bye before I ramble on for the next five minutes. I'll see you next time. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the DJ's Aviation Podcast. If you haven't already, feel free to follow my socials, being that of YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram, all under the DJ's Aviation Branding. If you're interested in seeing my large collection of car, transport, aviation, and natural landscape photography, you can check me out on Flickr. Interested maybe in also joining a Discord community with thousands of members, you can do so with the vanity URL of discord.gg forward slash aviation. We'd certainly love to see you there. Until the next podcast, be safe and take care.